0: Good morning.
1: Let's get straight to markets. Take a look at the impact for the indices.
0: Factual. Succinct. All you need to know before your trading day starts. Subscribe to our newsletter, CNBC's Daily Open.
2: Beyond the Valley. Hello and welcome to another episode of CNBC's Beyond the Valley. I'm Arjun Karpal over in Guangzhou, China. I'm joined by my two wonderful colleagues, Saheli over in Singapore. How are you doing?
3: Hey,
4: Arjun, it's going great.
2: And Elizabeth over in London, how's it going?
4: It's great, Arjun. How are you?
2: All well, all well here. So look, in today's episode, we're talking about a social media app that has rocketed in popularity, mostly among young users, TikTok. Some of our listeners may already be familiar with that name, but for those who aren't, TikTok is a social media app where users watch or create short videos set to songs. The app is owned by a Chinese company called ByteDance, which also has a local version of TikTok available in China called Douyin. TikTok's been a hit with teens, particularly in the US, and its popularity has caught the attention of Facebook and Snap, owner of Snapchat, as well as the US government. Saheli and Elizabeth, you've both been looking into TikTok and what makes it a hit and why it is seen as a serious challenger to US social platforms and their global dominance. Help me break it down for our listeners.
3: Certainly, Arjun. So TikTok is pretty easy to set up. You download the app, open it, and you start watching videos. That's it. It takes under a minute. The main screen that you see on the app is a video feed that lists all the popular videos on TikTok, meaning you don't have to hunt and find interesting people to follow or select your interests like you do on some other apps. And based on the videos that you like, TikTok
4: then automatically decides what kind of videos to show you in the future. That's right. So videos are usually around 15 seconds long, but they can go up to a minute. There's a variety of effects, filters, and stickers to add to the videos. But the main emphasis for TikTok is that the audio goes with each video. So th- so there's a built-in audio library within the app, and you can choose different types of songs to sort of set the tone for the video.
2: So look, maybe I'm not the right age group to like TikTok. Maybe I already have too many social media apps, but... What I have seen of it so far is just a lot of people posting pretty silly videos. Is that a fair assessment, Elizabeth, like what's going on on the platform right now?
4: You know, I think that is a fair assessment that many of the videos are pretty silly, but some of them are just sort of a little more personal. Some of them are a little bit newsier. But the general emphasis is that these have been fun kind of viral type videos.
2: Uh, And Chinese apps in particular haven't had huge success outside of China, but that's beginning to change somewhat. I mean, TikTok's a great example of that. I reported actually not too long ago how Chinese apps, mainly games, have been getting a lot more revenue from US users. But social media apps haven't really made a huge splash as of yet. That's until TikTok, of course. So, Elizabeth, how did this happen?
4: So if we look back in 2017, TikTok's parent, ByteDance, bought a social media video app called Musical.ly for about a billion dollars. Musical.ly was also developed in China and it was a big hit with teenagers in the U.S. and Europe, too. So merging TikTok and Musical.ly under a single brand let ByteDance expand its target audiences around the globe. To better understand this growth and the business overall, I caught up with Paul Barnes in London. He's managing director at App Annie, and here's what he had to say.
0: Well, I think in terms of the, the sort of acquisition of, of users, I talked about that kind of ranking coming into the top fifty. It's worth just sort of bringing that up to speed a little bit. And in the US, um, in terms of downloads of, um, of, of non-game apps in Q1, it was actually second. So it's it's ahead of Instagram, ahead of Snapchat, even ahead of of you know if you look at it as a content consumption ahead of Netflix, and you know equally let's put it in context, it's not the biggest thing out there at the moment. If you look at monthly active users, our current estimate is around six six twenty five million monthly active users, which is a big number for sure. You know it's it's a massive number, but it's it's probably you know roughly half of Facebook say in terms of, of, of global monthly active users that kind of magnitude but here's the key it's about the growth so that growth that 625 million year-on-year year growth of that is 85 percent so you know, it, it, it's it's big it's not the biggest it's big but it's growing at, a, at an incredible rate and the interesting thing to see is, is that is that going to is that going to continue yeah I don't I think they've done a great job really by dance the company Behind it of, of, of making it work in different markets. So, I don't think, you know, if you look at it, and I think for most of the users, would, would they know it's a Chinese app? I, I don't think so. You know, I, I think it's just tapped into something that really resonates with that particular demographic. You know, and we are talking, you know, very heavily about Gen Z here, the sort of 16 to 25 demographic. And I think, you know, maybe it's this generation that are a smartphone first, you know, the majority of these users were their first phone was a smartphone. And I think, you know, the the, the Chinese publishers probably had better experience of that maybe than some of the, the, the Western publishers. So that probably gave them an advantage in, in really understanding that mobile first consumer and that moba particularly that younger demographic so i, I think you know if, if you look at their success with that demographic you can probably attribute some of that to their their heritage coming China.
2: look what i'm trying to figure out right now is what makes this app more attractive to creators than say using instagram stories or snapchat so heli you spoke to some of those creators what did they say
3: That's right, Arjun. One of the creators I spoke to, Karina, she's a 20-year-old marketing student in Singapore and she has over 100,000 followers on TikTok. I asked her what kind of videos she makes and why she chooses to do it on that platform instead of any of those other apps you mentioned. So here's what she had to say.
1: Oh, I focus more on comedy, but I also do a lot of stuff like transition, dance. I sometimes sing as well on TikTok and... Basically just like random selfies as well. I do a lot in TikTok. And uh, what makes a good comedy video that you think? Mm, It has to be like easy to understand and then like easy to understand and follow up with the trends, like what trend they are up right now. And also the like, because it's TikTok, right? The audio has to be very clear and also like the visual have to be very clear. That's the key to make a good comedy TikTok, I guess.
3: And do you make uh, videos on other platforms
1: or just on TikTok? Just on TikTok. And why do you like that platform? Because TikTok is such an easy app. Like, you can just, like, record in one button. They have a lot of filters. And also, like, a lot of... like There's, like, this one feature, like, a beauty cam. So, you make your face look a bit beautiful. And, yeah, basically, TikTok is just a very easy app. Like, everyone can use it. And do you make money from your videos? Nah. I mean, like, uh, basically, TikTok, right? I just be there on TikTok and... You know, TikTok basically is just a platform to make me more socially available to like with the outside world. But I just like to make TikTok. I don't really care about those stuff. Like TikTok is just my stuff. Who are most of your audience? Mm, so in TikTok, we have like this TikTok analysis and I always I always check it every week. Mostly females. <laughs> females around 14 to 16 years old. Yeah. So mostly children. <laughs>
4: So one thing I find interesting is the reaction that TikTok has gotten from Facebook. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg has openly called out TikTok, especially recently when he was giving a talk on free speech at Georgetown University in Washington. He said Facebook services like WhatsApp, they're used by protesters and activists everywhere because of strong encryption and privacy protections. On TikTok, he said the mentions of protests are censored even in the U.S., And he was referring specifically to ongoing protests in Hong Kong.
2: TikTok denied that assertion and said the Chinese government does not request that the app censor content and that Beijing would not have jurisdiction regardless since TikTok operates outside of China. But this censorship issue is really top of mind right now when it comes to TikTok. There was a user in the U.S. called Farosa Aziz who posted a video in which she began with a makeup tutorial but quickly switched to talking about the situation of Muslims in China. Now, if you're not aware of the situation there, there are an estimated 1 million Uyghur Muslims currently imprisoned in internment camps in a region of China called Xinjiang in the northwest. Now, Aziz was referencing this particular issue. This video went viral, Uh, Aziz's account was banned and the video went offline, prompting accusations that TikTok censors user content. Uh, TikTok responded saying that Aziz's account was banned for a different video which violated its policies. The company also said that the video was removed quote, due to a human moderation error, end quote. The video was offline for about 50 minutes. When we contacted TikTok, the company pointed us to a blog post on the issue in which it apologized for what it called an error on its part for removing the video. So TikTok essentially denying that it censored any content. Just to set the context there, in China, internet companies regularly censor content that is deemed sensitive to the Chinese Communist Party. That's the rules of the game there. But this episode with Aziz raises questions about what happens when Chinese tech firms used to censorship in their own country begin to go global. We have seen Chinese tech firms begin to expand beyond China now. And the danger, critics argue, is that the influence of China China's Communist Party could grow virus technology companies. They could control the narrative around stories through censorship, even in overseas markets. That is what the debate is about right now, and what the implications could be. TikTok has certainly caught the attention of U.S. politicians right now.
4: Yeah, that's right. So lawmakers in the U.S. are reportedly probing TikTok's billion-dollar acquisition of Musical.ly because of political censorship and because of questions about how TikTok stores personal data. So to put this into context, the company said about 60% of its 26.5 million monthly active users in the U.S., they're between the ages of 16 and 24.
2: The collection of data and where that data goes is certainly something lawmakers will be keeping an eye on. TikTok, for its part, says U.S. user data is stored in the U.S., but the company will no doubt remain under scrutiny going forward. The other big issue here is the competitive threat that TikTok poses to the U.S. social media giants.
3: That's one big issue for sure. It's worth pointing out that TikTok and Facebook are logging heads to acquire more young users onto their platform. In 2018, Facebook quietly launched a TikTok competitor called Lasso. It's almost identical to TikTok, but it didn't quite take off the way Facebook had intended. TikTok has also opened an office in Silicon Valley. CNBC reported that TikTok's been poaching Facebook employees over to its new office space in Mountain View, California. And interestingly, that's the same space that was previously occupied by WhatsApp, which puts it just miles away from Facebook's Menlo Park headquarters. TikTok's also hired about two dozen people from Facebook since 2018. Now, Facebook hasn't officially listed TikTok as a competitor, but both Twitter and Snapchat have done so.
2: It's important to add the context here. Facebook has a much bigger user base, over a billion users. And if you look at the digital ad market revenue, it's still being raked in mainly by Google and Facebook. But Saheli, what are some of the competitive threats from TikTok?
3: Well, Arjun, if they continue to rack up users of a certain age group, that could be attractive to advertisers. Perhaps a demographic the likes of Snap or Facebook can't get. TikTok is also in the early stage of bringing in ad revenues. So as they expand that, it might take market share. Those would be the big ones, I'd say. So Facebook and the rest will be watching closely.
2: The big U.S. social media firms certainly will. And I want to just add a final point here, and that is that this is all happening against the backdrop of this broader tech battle between the U.S. and China, because TikTok is not the only Chinese firm under the spotlight. You've got Huawei still sitting on that U.S. blacklist, alongside some of China's top AI and surveillance firms, too. The scrutiny of TikTok could be seen as part of that larger theme. I wrote a story recently speaking to some experts who said that the U.S.-China tech war will go on, even with a resolution to the trade war. So that's something to certainly watch out for and what that means for the internet more broadly. In terms of TikTok, it'll be interesting to see whether the company can hold its ground against competition and regulatory scrutiny. Now that about wraps up another episode of CNBC's Beyond the Valley. What do you think of TikTok? Have you used the app? Let us know. I'm on Twitter at Arjun Karpal.
3: And I'm at Sahili RC. And I am E 9
2: And be sure to sign up for our daily Beyond the Valley newsletter where you get daily tech news straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Beyond the Valley.